Hi, and welcome to Yes Please, your go-to podcast for all things sexuality, pleasure, and orgasms. I've named this podcast Yes Please because that's how I want you to feel about all things sex, pleasure, and orgasms. Yes Please, and more. (laughs) I'm so glad you're here and that you want to learn more about how to experience more shameless pleasure, deeper satisfaction, and ecstatic orgasms in your life and sexuality. And I hope to inspire you to feel that you can embrace and celebrate your sexuality all throughout your life journey. This podcast isn't just about sex and sex education, however, it's about so much more. Personal growth, living a radiant and confident and authentic life, radical joy and expression, and general fucking goodness. I'm your host, Erica Alsborn, and I'm a sexuality teacher and expert, sex and birth coach, but you can think of me more as your BFF who you love to talk to about sex and all the intimate things you don't feel comfortable talking about with anyone else. I celebrate the vast and diverse human, erotic and sexual experience, and I embody a deep shamelessness when it comes to sex in all its different expressions. However, having said that, I'm a straight, able-bodied, cisgendered woman, and in my work I specialize in female sexuality, and I work with women with pussies and while I have a broad and liberal approach to sex and a very extensive training, my knowledge is limited by my own lived experience as well as the focus in my professional work. But I hope you'll learn lots here with me. Expand your idea of what sex is and can be and mean for you and even though I'm an expert on this topic, I'm not an authority. Everything I share is always a suggestion, not a must. So take what resonates and leave the rest behind. I'm always open to receiving your constructive feedback so don't hesitate to reach out if you have any. Okay. Hi, and welcome again. I'm delighted that you're here, and now let's dive into today's topic. Hello. Hi. Welcome to Yes Please, or welcome back. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for tuning in today. And you are in for a treat, because I am having a fantastic conversation with Ava Berunius in today's episode, and I am delighted to share it with you. Ava is a self-mastery and transformational teacher who helps people dismantle their old conditioning and unconscious belief systems to become the artist of their lives. Very similar to the work I do, but I focus specifically, you know, on sexuality and work with sexuality to create transformation in all areas of, of someone's lives. And so our work is very similar. And that's why this conversation gets so rich because we speak the same language and we dive deep into these topics and unpack what it is to do transformational work, to do body work, to do somatic work. And um, yeah, it was a really, really interesting conversation. We also talk about similarities and difference between men and women and um, yeah, lots of juicy, juicy stuff. A little bit more about Ava, she teaches group programs, she leads in-person retreats, and she coaches individual clients, and she's the founder of the Embodied Self Mastery Community, and she has her own podcast called Uncover You Podcast, which I actually have been a guest on, so go check out her podcast. And uh, yeah, I would say listen to this episode if you want to get inspired how to think about creating the most like empowered approach to life and getting out of victimhood and understanding what you actually can do as an individual within society, within systems, within structures, what you as an individual have control and power over. That's kind of, I would say, at the core of this conversation. So juicy stuff, like I said. We also talk about Slut Academy, 
my amazing four-month course, which is currently enrolling, and we're in the early bird phase of the enrollment. So if you want to save a buck, like 200 euros on the price, join before March 6th. So on March 5th, March 5th is the last day you can sign up and get the early bird price. And Ava's actually going to be a guest teacher and teach a fantastic uh, 90-minute workshop in Slut Academy. So if you vibe with her and you want some more, you'll get that in Slut Academy. I'm really, really excited to have her show up as a guest in the program. So we talk a little bit about that. And when you listen to the episode, everything that we talk about in terms of conditioning, self improvement, self-knowledge, breaking free of, you know, constraints and liberating yourself and getting more empowered and confident and competent as an individual. All of that work we do in Slut Academy. Again, with sexuality as the focus and as the sort of portal and using sexual, a lot of sexuality like tools, that's exactly what we're, what we're doing in, in Slut Academy. So uh, if you get excited about this and you want a container within which you can do this work together with other people and with a highly skilled teacher, moi, <laughs> then I highly encourage you to consider uh, Slut Academy. Check out the link below in the show notes to learn more about the program and to sign up and reach out to me on Instagram and in the DMs if you have questions or send me an email. You can reach me via the contact form on my website. I'll also pop the link below for that. Okay, I'll shut up now and uh, let you enjoy this incredible, thought-provoking, mind-elevating conversation with my dear friend and guest, Eva Brunius. Hi, Eva. Welcome. Hi, Erica. Thank you so much. It's good to be here with you uh, on this fine... Well, yours is rainy and... Um, shitty rainy weather and gray. Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, rainy and gray <laughs> Stockholm weather. I have a nice, uh, nice day here in the south of Sweden, but it's nice to be here with you this morning and um, and talk. Yeah, and the sun can shine from within. Yes, yes, we'll 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 illuminate the space <laughs> when there's absence of sun. And um, yeah, I'm excited to see where this conversation takes us and what uh, what comes up. It's um, I'm sure it will, it will, um, yeah, I'm sure it will be really interesting and exciting uh, topics that flow through as we dive into this. So the only question I have prepared is this very first one, and it's tell us a little, well, it's not really a question, it's a, it's a request, I guess. Tell us mm -hmm. a little bit about who you are and, um, and what you do in your work. Of course. I I mean, I'm Eva Birunius for, for the people who haven't caught that yet. And I work as a embodied self-mastery teacher. So it's the like transformational work that I do. So one of the ways I, I because there are so many ways to describe it, <laughs> depending on what layer you drop into, but the one that people could most commonly relate to is when I talk about, well, I help people dismantle their old conditioning and their unconscious belief systems to step into more of the artist of their lives. You know, when you're not victimized by the old automated programs, the old unconscious beliefs that are driving your thoughts and reactions, 
And instead, you're the one that gets to create um, your reality, the life you want to live, and how you want to operate and embody in the world. And with that, a big piece of that is also helping people to unidentify from their ego mind and draw more into their body and into beingness and being what I call like what I refer to as truth, right? Our, our mind keeps telling a bunch of stories, but when we drop into the body and into the present moment, we're more connected to truth, just as things are at this moment. Yeah. Amazing. It sounds like we do very similar things, but my approach or like the portal that I work through and work with is sexuality um, yeah. because it's basically all the same things, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, um, but you work more in a, like a, a general embodiment way. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, usually like how people end up with my work or come inquiring into my work is because they're like, ah, suffering. I can't stand this anymore. What the hell is this pattern that's going on or this relationship icky dynamic that just keeps showing up again and again and again? Or why do I feel shitty? Why do I have this anxiety? Why do I have this depression keep showing up? So that's usually how people enter into this work. And a lot of them have done years of therapy or kind of self-help work or inner work, but they're like, ah, there's something that I'm not seeing. So I think, and I mean, that's what, what I, why I love your work because it's, um, yes, I, I, I know that you're doing the same thing, right? You're really going deep into people's belief systems and just helping them dissolve that or take that apart, but using sexuality as that mirror. And for me, I think I came for myself from a very kind of head oriented background. Like I was living most of my life in my head, very analytical, very skeptical and kind of relied and built a whole protection mechanism. I sometimes call it my comfort blanket, like in my, in my head, yeah. like living from my head. So that's usually where people think the problem is, you know, that when they come to me, they're like, I need to change this. What's going on in my head? This and pointing to their brain kind of thing. Something yeah. is off. Then I guide them into seeing how their mind has been programmed. And that is so much connected, right, with our bodies, with our nervous system, with our emotions. Uh, it's not just a thought, right? It's it's all intertwined in our whole system. So inevitably, they'll have to enter the portal of their body yeah. <laughs> to do that work. And they might not know that when they start out, but that's usually where the journey takes them. Yeah. Yeah, so true. For for me, with, with my clients and my course participants and students, they're not surprised when I say touch your body or feel your body or let's body scan and see what's going on and what's coming up and all that because they assume and, and expect that the body is included in the work because duh, sexuality, sensuality. Right. Like, yeah. But in your case, I'm I'm sure people are like, 
what? <laughs> I, exactly. And you, I mean, obviously your, your, your title is embodied self-mastery coach. So there's probably mm-hmm. some, some clue, right? There's a clue in your name and your title yeah. and in, in, um, in, um, you know, in your marketing for courses and, and coaching and all of that. But when it actually comes to the doing of diving into the body, I'm sure they're like, oh, what the fuck? Really? <laughs> do I have to? Like, how do I, do I, I didn't know I had a body. <laughs> and I didn't know, I didn't know I had emotions. Flesh. Like, yeah, I didn't yeah. know I had emotions. Are they yeah. really, do we need to go there? That seems messy and chaotic or numbed out, right? Yeah. It's either one side of that spectrum. Like, we're tend to sense our experience, our emotions, like big storms. They're just taking over and we find ourselves like lashing out or being pulled under that wave. Mm. or we are not in touch with them we're numbed out from them and can't feel them so yes usually like there's a big fear which is coming from the program of their mind right to drop into and start feeling their emotions it's like ah (laughs) i usually joke about that and say like the biggest fear that grown-up people today have is to feel their emotions yeah like they can watch whatever horrors movie or whatever it's like you know but if i tell them to like oh let's go in there and 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 you know explore what's there they go oh i don't want to yeah anything below the neck if it's not specific like okay i'm gonna go running now or i'm gonna go lift heavy weights now or i'm gonna go and have sex now it's like oh what really anything do i have to what's there why for what reason and like you say Either it's numb inside, very, very disconnected, very numb, or there is this like drama spiral of really feeling like they overtake you and overwhelm you and you have literally no separation between yourself and your emotions and zero observational capacity of, yeah. And and, and it makes sense, you know, that that it is that way. (laughs) Yeah. From how we've been taught and how we've been conditioned and grown up and it's like yeah it makes total sense but it comes with a cost right it comes with Mm. a price of like so much of what you're touching on like your vitality right your feeling of aliveness your sensuality your yumminess your connection with life itself and that for me is unnegotiable like that's not a price I want to pay and I did not know that that experience was on the other side of this work. You know, I just thought I showed up for this work thinking I was to fix my uh, my panic attacks, my depression, my freeze response, my mistrust issues in relationships. But that this was what I found, like aliveness, connection with life, myself as something so much bigger and expansive than I could ever imagine. Like, that's what I want others to experience as well. And that's really what's driving my work. Yeah. Yeah. That's a beautiful mission. And once you've, like, once you've kind of seen it, tasted it, touched, touched it, um, lived it, smelled it, like, you can't go back, right? There's, um, like, it's in your cellular memory. It's in your, it's in your DNA in a way. It's, it's, it's risen to your consciousness and then you can't go back. And for some people that activates 
a desire to share that with the world and teach others, which is exactly how it was for me, right, as well. When I had yeah. that epiphany, I'm like, holy fuck, this is amazing. I didn't <laughs> know life could be this good and sex could be this good and all of the things. And it shouldn't be a secret anymore. Let's let's tell the people. <laughs> let's Let's share some good news. <laughs> And did you have that kind of, I know for me, I went through that phase of kind of a missionary of like, oh my God, let's tell the world. Oh yeah. And then maybe the world wasn't so interested. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, definitely feel like I was a bit like too pushy, oversharing, you know, feeling like I was the, like a prophet, like a, you know, a pussy prophet. I need to tell everyone, everybody <laughs> needs to listen. I need to, you know, brainwash everyone. And it was, it was uh, maybe not the... <laughs> I know I annoyed quite a few people and I was a little bit too much in people's faces. Um, but I think that's such a normal part of when you wake up to something that has had such a deep impact on your life. You just want to tell everyone. And um, and I see that in my clients as well, like when they have epiphanies or when they realize they want to share with their friends and families, you know, and it comes from a place of goodness and generosity, right? Yeah. But if the world isn't ready or the people aren't ready, like it's not going to, not going to fly. It's exactly. not going to land well. <laughs> and usually, like I know for me, it was also coming from this, uh, you know, uh, usually a little more healthier part of my ego mind, but still from my ego mind, like I need, I need the world to know about this. Like it's coming from this, uh, I need to convince people like there's almost coming from scarcity or lack like we need to change the world yeah. uh, and that usually doesn't um, isn't received that well with people's belief system so that learning to also kind of relax <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just, just like, offering I, I, it <laughs> exactly I tell people just be the lighthouse like just be yeah. just be the light just be the joy and of course for you and me obviously we market our work we do this for a living so there's a yeah. there's a part of like being being educational actually actually standing on that soapbox and to a certain degree yelling it out but not like yeah forcing it down people's throats like <laughs> banging it into their their heads no, it's yeah. that delicious balance between taking up a lot of space with it, right? And fully embody it and fully being your full expression with it, yeah. but not needing anyone <laughs> yeah. to really listen or take it in. It's like, no, come if you feel called. Exactly. So there are two questions that I thought about. One is um, another uh, difference between your work and mine is that you work with men as well. Yeah. So I'm curious, and, and because it's not sexuality specific, I'm curious uh, if you see differences between men and women, how they respond to your work, and also if you teach it differently to men and women. Yeah, I would say that when I started doing the work, I actually did not have that word embodied. <laughs> I called myself self-mastery coach. And that's, and the embodied piece is something that I've added more lately. So I'm, I'm kind of observing to see if that will <laughs> call more on women or men or how that will play out. But I think what I've found so beautiful with working with both men and women is that I tend to find more likeness than differences. Mm. 
it might have different expressions because there are some things that we've been programmed or conditioned with because we're in a female or a male body or something else. You know, it's like we get certain conditioning because of that. And there is also something in our that I find just in our energetic system that is biologically or energetically, I would maybe call it different, physiologically different in in female and male bodies. So just, you know, having the consciousness of a pussy or a womb or having the consciousness of a cock like available to you in your body. It just it doesn't mean that it's not available to tap into that energy as a female or a male. I mean, I know male bodies that move through my programs that are just like I'm totally tapping into my energetic pussy right now what the fuck is that Mm -hmm. so I totally believe that it's available but it's like something's been given to us like a key right that is alive already in our body and when we connect with it it's it's easier to tap into it if I mean a womb if we're living in a body with a womb but Apart from that, like working with men and women, we're all wounded mm. <laughs> and in different ways. And I find it so powerful also because I know that a lot of work is happening in kind of feminine containers and masculine containers nowadays. And I, I mean, that's been crucial for me to have that, but also to see for men and women to come together and see, oh, fuck. This is also how the other part is wounded. Mm-hmm. And like just build a lot of, or, or naturally often start feeling a lot of compassion and understanding for that. Because that can also be a beautiful reflection into our ourselves if we've been in male-female relationships, just seeing, oh, this is how the other party <laughs> has been hurt by my behavior. Yeah. This is usually a very humbling experience. Yeah, I can imagine like Mm -hmm. that. The being in in a vulnerable space uh, with men or if you're a man with women um, and to really see like the, the, that stripped bare expression and uh, vulnerable sharing of emotions and, vulnerability and authenticity underneath the masks and the protection and underneath the conditioning underneath the filters and yeah. all of that something i've started doing recently actually very recently in my women only containers is teaching about men and mm. it's been so well received and it's been so transformational for the uh, students. And I started doing this work myself recently. So it's inspired by my own work around really learning more about men, the differences between men and women. And I I totally believe that we are different, fundamentally different uh, on a biological, physiological, energetic level. So there is a, there is a bio difference to mm-hmm. having a male or a female body. But then on top of that, we all share a human experience. And like you say, we all get wounded. We all have the same emotions. We all have the same need and desire and capacity to love, to hurt, to, you know, all of the things, right? Mm -hmm. But 
it's been really, really powerful uh, and and fun and uh, a little bit rebellious and revolutionary to teach women about men and to actually like challenge them to see their own conditioning, mm-hmm. uh, to face their own honestly bullshit. Yes. <laughs> and to look at that. And to kind of hone in on a desire to love and appreciate men. And it's been so, 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 so beautiful. We did it in in my year-long mastermind program, Shameless. And just a few weeks ago in my shorter course, Slut Academy, which you will be teaching in. So we'll talk Yay. more about that. Mm-hmm. But it's so, so, so valuable. And I, I believe it's, it's a necessity to, just like you say, realize that men are human beings that are capable of hurting hurting we know that uh, but also being hurt and being vulnerable and and since we share the planet with a lot of them mm. <laughs> right there's a lot of men on this planet and there's a lot of women and a lot of uh, people of you know different gender expression too but as a um, as a woman I found in my experience that it's been so healing and especially because I am heterosexual and I live I live and love and fuck a man and I have a son and it's been life-changing for me to do yeah. this work as i can oh, only I, imagine like being in a container with men oh i can't wait <laughs> i want to do that super yummy yeah. no and i i i get chills when you talk about this and especially like when you say okay how so that we can learn how to love and adore men right because yeah. And I love when you say like calling out the bullshit that women are doing too, because it's easy with the story that's been, um, you know, as we're shifting out from a patriarchal structure, it's easy. And, and I understand, I mean, this is part of the process to acknowledge the hurt, to acknowledge the pain, to acknowledge all the wounding, but it's so easy to get stuck there. And that's not serving yeah. anyone. It's not yeah. serving the women. It's not serving the men. It's not serving the new. The new earth is is yeah. It's not serving anyone. So to learn to really see well, do you want to stay in that small, victimized story that you're now carrying, or do you want to be the beacon of light, that lighthouse that you talked about, that is standing for something else? Yeah. And I think one thing with that that I find so important to bring to women. Uh, is that what, like the understanding that what they've been, what's the word, like what they've experienced with men is a wounded or immature masculine expression. Yeah. Like it's not at the full capacity, the full potential or that healed present expression of the masculine. And for that, like the women, we all need to go first, right? All of us, <laughs> every single one of us need to go first and not to wait for the other <laughs> in relationships in the world. Like, oh, I'll do that when someone else is, you know, uh, being yeah. nice to me. It's like, how can I bring that healing and how can I show up in a different way in the world? Yeah, I have a whole podcast episode with that with a uh, an amazing um, life and marriage coach, Maggie. Uh, that I think that episode is called the power of going first and that's like when oh, we do it beautiful 
any any work you have to go first and i say that with relation with sexuality as well um you have to go first like you have to take responsibility and show Mm -hmm. up and people will inevitably follow or if they don't then you have clarity and you know like this is not right for me or this is not aligned or they will never and then you can't make an an informed decision um about what to do from there on but i think this really goes to like what you talked about around having having a pain body, like having a big wound inside. Mm-hmm. For many women, it's sub, very like unconscious in a way. They We carry this collective wounding, of course, because, yeah, there's been shitty things done to women uh, over many, many, many years. But in this work, I've, you know, looking at, you know, been reading a lot about history as well. Uh, we're not going to focus too much on men women but it's just one thing you know there's been really shitty things done to men as well like it's not oh, like fuck yeah it's not like men were at the top of the food chain all of them and they were like treated like all of them were treated like kings it's like the majority of men were treated like disposable bodies you know yeah. Slaves, slaves, war, soldiers, like they either fought to death in wars or they worked to death in factories and they were and they're still seen as this like disposable kind of thing. Right. So Mm -hmm. I think that's also very important just to mention, because a lot of women have this very tainted idea of of patriarchy and the history, which is a clinging to their own pain body. Right. Right. Clinging to their own justification. Yeah, one hundred percent. And so, yeah. but this, but this, what you talk about. So we all have our wounds. They're collective wounds. They're individual wounds, parental wounds, ancestral wounds. We'll talk a little bit about that soon, um, because you do really uh, exciting, fun, powerful shamanic work. But when it comes to having like having such a deep pain body or wounding and getting attached to that victimhood and that story and like wallowing in that and loving that and feeling like ooh, this is who I am like how do you invite people into seeing that and how do you get through the ego's defense mechanisms because it wants to defend it for like because it it literally means it gets to exist right and so how do we get through that defense mechanism of the ego yeah. so that we can see like you say truth beyond the ego mind yeah yeah and that's the that's the big million dollar question right? <laughs> you're like what do you i'm not like that's what buddha did for <laughs> like how do you get out of identification with your mind so you can truly see what is going on in there and start shifting it yeah <laughs> like well you say it identification with the mind right yes that's the yes. first step identification yeah. with the mind so what does that mean for anyone who's never ever ever thought beyond i am my thoughts because yeah. that's like i think therefore i am i mean that's yeah. fucked up exactly <laughs> <It's a> logical, <laughs> philosophical statement that yeah. definitely is not true but like that's kind of how the west operates i think exactly. therefore i am i am my thoughts so what do we do when we want to move away from that? Yeah. And it's so funny that you bring that this guy uh, quote up because I have it in my one of my programs, Beyond the Mind, where I yeah. kind of teach people the steps to get into a different experience of themselves than from within their mind. Yeah. But I, so I have, I have, I've found that we need sneaky little ways to do yeah. this. Like it's, because when we tell people this concept and they're like, ah, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Like, 
since they've been so used to identify with their mind, I usually talk about we we were walking around as talking heads, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. These little drawstrick figures, you know, when you start doing when you're three years old or four years old or whatever, it's just one big head with <laughs> legs, thick figure yeah. legs on it. This yeah. is, it's kind of what we're embodying. And so even though you have a conceptual idea of not identifying with your mind doesn't mean that you're not identifying with your mind, right? Mm -hmm. You're still doing that. <laughs> you're understanding that from within your mind. So one thing that I find so helpful and powerful with this is to kind of mm, let's leave the concepts to the side for now and let's do some very practical practices with this. Mm. Start observing what your mind is doing. Start mm. journaling in third person. So you're not identified, you're not in the I. I did this, I felt this, they did this to me. Mm. But instead you're writing about, hey, Erica went to work today. Erica met with um, an old wow. friend and out on the street, like, and this old friend said something to her and she started to feel this burning sensation in her chest. So wow. that's one of the Erica ways got upset you... at the way the woman looked at her when she crossed the street. She felt yes annoyed. Yes. <laughs> that's a powerful so, practice. It is. And it, it really, like, when you take it, and it steps to it, and this is the work that I was taught in starting to take away take apart these unconscious beliefs and it's mm -hmm. and it's stemming from this kind of Toltec tradition that we might talk a little bit more about but uh, and self-mastery right mm -hmm. and like to becoming the observer of your mind and in this tradition we talk about you move through different stages you start out as the victim and mm -hmm. not just that you're only embodying that victim archetype but you are the victim of your unconscious beliefs. They oh, are dreaming sure. you. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you're not in charge. And then you move into the hunter or the stalker. And I sometimes add the word healer, right? Mm. Because this is when you turn the tables, right? Mm. Instead of it feeding on you, <laughs> this, this dream, this fear-based dream and this collective dream, you're like turning the tables and you start observing it. You start to stalk it. You start to like laying in the bush and just observe, what is it doing? When is it popping up? How is it reacting? How is it connected with my emotions? So yeah. it's really that phase of the journey. Yeah. And then you can move into the dreamer and start having other experiences than your old program and then your mind. And mm. it's I, I see a lot of what you do is the dreaming practice, right? Because you take them into dreaming into their body and feeling into their body and sensuality. It's like really now the dreamer is growing his or her skills because now it's not just a dream in, within the mind. It's a dream within the body and it's a different dream of what is possible. Yeah. And then you move into the artist of your life. So that's kind of the, mm. the steps of... I love that categorization and also the clarification that you're not just a victim of, you know, your workplace or because you're a woman or because you're a man or because, you know, life, because you're race, because you're ethnicity, but you're also a victim within your own shell. You're a victim within your own mind. You're basically 
hostage, right? You're like, you're taken hostage by your ego. Fuck um, yes. This big, powerful, energetic biofield thing, living, existing thing that throws thoughts at you, that creates feelings, that, that, like, this is never ending, vicious circle of thought, feeling, thought, feeling, thought, feeling, emotions, and, and then identifying with thoughts, identifying with the feeling emotions. And round and round and round it goes, like a never-ending um, roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I mean the most maybe striking image of that is the movie The Matrix, right? When they yeah. wake up in that field and they realize, well, I'm 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 used as a battery. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and it's really how I've experienced it energetically. And when you start really understanding how an idea comes to life and how an idea is feeding from energy, is feeding from attention. And that's why like becoming that master of your life and a master might sound like this very, I don't know, colonial, (laughs) I'm the master and you're that. But what I'm really referring to is like a skillful artist, like Mm -hmm. someone who can master an instrument. So it's mastering the instrument of your human, of your being, of your thoughts, of your emotions. Yeah. And playing that instrument and being in connection with life in that and not controlling it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. So you mentioned Taltrek? Toltec. Yeah. Toltec? Toltec. Toltec. Yes. Toltec. Okay. Tell us more about it. The training or the, or, well, tell us what you want to want us to know about this and what, and the work that you do with this. Yeah. I mean, the, it's, it's, it's the lineage where I've been initiated, (laughs) where I was, where I kind of woke up from my old belief system and from my pain body and started having the first experiences of something else Mm. like beyond that conditioning and I think the way that most people might have heard about that work is through Don Miguel Ruiz the author of the four agreements so he's um, Mexican but living in, in the states since many years spiritual teacher he he was a uh, he was um uh, a doctor, uh, a surgeon. So you also had the kind of Western medicine, but uh, he came from a long lineage of um, Nawals, of, of shamans. So yes, he was taking people and is still doing together with his sons on, on power journeys and, and programs. And my teacher, <clears throat> uh, who later became my partner who and who I've been running an uh, online community together with for, for some years now. Uh, and we're teaching some of the work together as well. Gary Van Warmerdam. And he he was Miguel's apprentice for 20 years or something like that. So when I found the self-mastery work, one of the things that I started doing was going on this power journeys to Mexico and the beautiful ruin site of Teotihuacan, which is the home of the Temple of the Sun and the Pyramid of the Moon. And, you know, that name, Teotihuacan, means the place where humans wake up to their divinity, Mm. a place where humans realize that they're gods. And it was a spiritual university. 
And uh, 2000 years ago, there were thousands of people living there and masters taking people through that process of waking up. So that's what we do. We do um, every October, we do a power journey to, to Mexico, where we use more of ceremony and consciousness and the power of this place right because it's tangible there <laughs> like you can feel the imprint and the energy that is like working this place and the intention that this place was built with it's still very much available and like this place just loves to be connected with it's like woo fun someone's coming to play let's do some work here yeah so yeah it's um it's it's a lineage that I just deeply connected with, and it feels like alive in every cell of my body and in my heart, and something that I have with me as a foundation for my work. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. I mm -hmm. I actually had a no idea. I've never heard about the obviously because I couldn't even pronounce the name Tolte, <laughs> uh, and I'd never heard. I've never uh, never heard about this this specific tradition and the names um mm -hmm. the teachers that you mentioned so this was mm -hmm. very um interesting uh, it's been elevating for me i'll i'll do more research and it sounds fantastic and thrilling and uh uh of course you know i i sense I sense the 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 deep honor and respect that you pay to the the tradition and the the ancient lineage and the historical connection to this place, and it's fascinating yeah. that it lives on. And it that is work, this work is still taught. In, yes, you know, thousands of years later. Yeah, and Miguel Ruiz is, like has a huge created a huge dream for this that is very much alive. And mm -hmm. his book, The Four Agreements, and he's written several other books, but it's uh, The Four Agreements is a beautiful place to to start. Uh, if you like, you're curious about the the Toltec work and the Toltec mean, Toltec mean artist. It's like, yeah, Toltecs weren't masters in that way. They were artists, like, mm. and just like alchemists, you know, like, uh, can I make myself my life the greatest work of art mm. can i alchemize old base metal meaning my old <laughs> conditioning my old thinking into gold yeah i love when we talk about these ancient traditions um both from like north america uh, south america central america well the west right um yeah. and the east um and our big modern day religions when understood and interpreted as mm -hmm. they were initially meant to be interpreted, right? Not as yeah. dogma, but like mm. the underlying truth around presence and truth. Um, yeah. It's all the same, right? Oh, yeah. There are some, there are some slight variation based on culture and stuff, yeah. but it's all the same in a way. And just like we talked about men and women being um, like, there's a fundamental difference. And so obviously when we come from different parts of the world, there can be a, a difference um, to a certain degree, but in the end, it's all the same. And how Jesus spoke about alchemy, right? And truth and oh, yeah. artistry and um, 
ego and yes presence right i love um i love eckhart tolle's interpretations of how he's mm -hmm. like this is actually what he said <laughs> right this yes. is no this is what he said but this is actually what he meant yes. right and across the board it's like the the ancient native americans and like those those spiritual traditions the eastern and everything in between right it's it, it carries the same that it's the same concepts and elements and it's just yeah. either been misunderstood washed down turned into dogma as it mm -hmm. is and what you know all that happens with that but at the root and at the core of it it's like it's this it's this the the dismantling of the ego and moving beyond identification with the mind and realizing the truth of who you are right yes yes and there might be some different focuses and some different ways to get there but it's yes. all this the same exactly. the same path but with different variations exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. the Taoist has their they have their like syst like the system to get there is looks different exactly start here and then do this yeah <laughs> might differ yeah yeah and I love that you bring up like the teachings of Christ and because one and I don't know if Eckhart Tolle bring this told brings this up but I love one that I've heard Carolyn Elliott I don't know but she's the um, author yeah. of Existential Kink that beautiful beautiful book yeah and she usually brings up this mm, this example of well Christ um Jesus at one point answered a question like what what should we do like Jesus what should we do for salvation what should we do to get rest rescued and he says <clears throat> repent repent in the English um, translation and in the scriptures that's kind of been interpreted as you know ask for forgiveness just you know kind of throw yourself to the ground and just say I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry and definitely been <laughs> interpreted that way in many of them yeah the Christian traditions and expressions but she talks about it as repent where that word was translated from is actually more of reverse like mm. reverse reverse which she talks about reversing the flow mm. like you need to reverse the flow of energy in your body which is exactly what we're talking about right like instead of you your heart being left empty as a you know <laughs> empty power plant from your all your energy going up into your head and out into the external and you being disconnected and numb you know in your in your sex in your sex in your root chakra like when you start to turn those uh, energy centers on there is a reverse of the energy flow in the body right mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you're now powering up your heart <laughs> and your sex and your life and like life inside of you so I love that way of like, no, he was actually saying repent this, reverse the flow of energy in your body. Yeah, I love that example. And it's so true. And the more I actually, maybe it's because I'm getting old, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm getting so drawn to religion. I, mm. I, I've been an atheist, like I've identified maybe rebelliously I don't know but like I've been like I I'm an atheist this is bullshit science <laughs> mm -hmm. um and then like 
you know, academic and then becoming more of like, okay, energy. Okay. What is this woo woo bullshit? All right. All right. All right. Becoming a believer <laughs> in that sense. Yeah. And, but little by little, as I'm getting a little bit older and I am seeing, you know, what I believe to be a big issue with the world, like lack of embodied connection with something greater than just like the mind and the materialistic and the incredible sense of void that people experience inside because if there's yeah and I'm sure atheists would disagree with me that they find a kind of relief in the sense that this is it and like then you can you can create your own philosophy around like good and bad right and wrong Mm -hmm. how to derive meaning but I think there's a um like a people sense experience because we have like zero spiritual tradition basically on a cultural like on a collective cultural level this this void of meaning right and this is maybe a little bit off topic but since we started talking about christ and it's not like i've picked the religion and i'm like i'm gonna go and you know i'm baptized in christianity just because Mm -hmm. you know culture um without any true religious meaning my well my mom is religious no she believes in god and she like definitely um has a relationship with her version of a god but i'm starting to feel like first of all historically because of the historical piece and because of these like the in the the intricacies of interpretation and like what did he actually mean like what did christ actually mean what did muhammad actually mean like what are they actually saying and with that understanding of like they're just teaching what the ancient life philosophies were talking about. So it's the same thing that's just getting recycled, right? Yes. It's not like yes. anyone, like, it's not like Christ invented the wheel again. Like he's mm-hmm. just recycling things that were already, or, you know, things that either already existed, but may, but he accessed it through his own awakening, right? Like he had his, he had his awakening. But when you awaken, you realize the same thing because it's again, like it's the same thing. <laughs> It's not like it's right. Like when you unplug from the matrix, you see the same thing. You see the system. It's not a different God. It's not. No, a different... <laughs> no exactly. Yeah. Um, and so I'm starting to feel this incredible sense of like, I think for me, what I'm trying to say is that I am finally for the very first time in my life, actually, and this is from deliberate interest and pursuit and um consumption of spiritual material and teachings Mm -hmm. i am for the very first time in my life experiencing what i think is genuine spirituality not just like a spirituality coming from the ego like i am a spiritual person (laughs) not yeah not the fast foods uh spirituality not the fast foods kind of here's a a piece of concept that you just need to apply to or yeah i'm so spiritual exactly (laughs) i have a big piece i actually have like a big (laughs) series on the spiritual ego like in my podcast oh my god it's the uncover you podcast Yeah. yeah where i'm like Mm, let's take this apart because if you can start detecting since you asked me earlier about like ways to detect your thinking and your mind like if you can start detecting your spiritual ego (laughs) you have a good chance to see how the ego just morphs and reinvents itself again and again and again like it's not about buying into a new concept right (laughs) it's about uh, embodied living and like ah, I just love what you're describing because what I what I hear you like 
saying is this beautiful sense of when you have experienced God, life, universe, nature, whatever you want to call it, sex (laughs) in your body and have that experience, you're able to also detect Sometimes I go to, you know, like a Christmas concert or even a mass, you know, in a church and I'm sitting and I'm feeling into the message underneath. Yeah. You know, I'm feeling into the message, the dream underneath, and that can be beautiful. And then I might not buy in at all to some of the words that are being shared. Yeah. But it's like you feel the message that was intended to begin with. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. This has been a wonderful conversation. Um, and again, uh, this was not planned. I just, like I said at the beginning, I just had the one question for you. So everything yeah. else has just been coming through. And that's so wonderful. And that's how I love doing these guest episodes uh, for the pod. And um, But we will talk about something um, before we close and wrap up. So you're going to be, so no, let me say this instead. Everything that we've talked about today, like, like, um, like you mentioned, like I mentioned, this is stuff I teach and the portal through which I take people into this work is through sexuality and coaching and embodiment and all those things. And that's included in Slut Academy, right? So this fun, juicy, dessert-like party experience (laughs) of like enjoying and exploring sluttiness and sexual empowerment and and working with identity because slut academy is a course where you really look at okay what is my slut identity and so we talked a lot about not identifying with the mind not identifying with thoughts not Mm -hmm. identifying with ego but the mind is a tool so the mind is not bad right and so when you like you said when you start actually being able to master that incredible tool, which it is, which has built the modern societies, which has created all of these things like the mind. And, and I would say humans are amazing and it's a gift to have a human mind. It's a gift to be a human. It's a blessing to be a human, human, humans aren't this like virus that have infected the earth. I do not buy into that narrative. I don't (laughs) buy that bullshit. I think we are a blessing and we don't just We just don't know what it's going to lead to, right? And so having a human mind, having a mind and even having an ego, right? I mean, it's, it's a, it's a mechanism. It's a tool for awakening and salvation and your suffering can be an incredible catalyst and accelerator for that. But in Slut Academy, you work with your mind in a structured and uh, fascinating way to construct your liberation and your liberated sense of being a sexual woman and we identify those conditioned beliefs that hold you back from feeling I am woman I am sexual I can be slutty this is my definition of being a slut and so it's fun it's lighthearted, it's um, experimental creative it's sexual it's embodied we do lots of fun uh, amazing things but it's also very profound and very deep and very transformational. And um, you adapt it to the level where you're at. And uh, you need no prior experience of any like sexuality work or if what we talked about today sounds um, like advanced, um, the course is not too advanced. <laughs> um, but this is like, this is the conversation I've had with Ava today is like the advanced 
unpacking of it, like the it's systems the, and the concepts yeah, behind what's it. Going, but, what's going on behind the stage. Exactly. But when you're in the experience, you just kind of follow along for the ride and mm. you'll um, enjoy, enjoy that journey. And so I've invited Ava to teach a guest um, bonus session, shamanic, a shamanic dreaming ceremony where you'll yeah. take them through uh, ancestral healing, both of that collective slut wounding. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, now I forget, what did we say? Tell me. <laughs> we talked about like activating some allies on that yes. powerful journey because you're not alone in that sluttiness, right? There's been yeah. many powerful sluts in history that's often been silenced and hidden from the history exactly. books. So we're going to just call them in and have them join you on your journey so that you don't feel alone as a slut. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So I'm super excited about that bonus workshop. There's another bonus workshop as well taught by, um, well, I think that's actually, that's only available to the waitlisters. So if you're on the waitlist, good for you. If not, get on the waitlist. But Ava's bonus workshop is available for everyone. Mm-hmm. and i'm super excited to uh to to take part in that in that session and you also have something else you want to tell people about and invite them into yeah and before i do that i just want to celebrate you and just show you so much respect you clever woman for for the way that you invite people into this work because like you said right like oh becoming the slut it's like shiny nice packaging right and the way you do it is so juicy I mean I don't mean it's just packaging but you know it's ooh, it's nice and tasty yeah (laughs) but then the work that you're taking them through is like wow so deep and I love that you're saying that When you're becoming that artist of your life and even that dreamer, when you say, I want to be more of this, I want to express more of this, whether that's a liberated, you know, slut or whatever it is, or more empowered or more confident, you get to come up against your belief system, right? You get to see everything that's in the way. So it's also a very, very clever way of doing this work because you get to dismantle the things that are in the way when you yeah. want to become and play in a new expression of yourself. So, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wanna... It makes me and thank you, thank you for the wonderful um, praise. I drink it in and I <laughs> feel it just so it's so warm and um, pleasant inside my body to receive that. Thank you, I appreciate that. Mm. Um, it makes me think of we had the last um, when when we're recording this, Ava and I, I had the last Slut Academy group coaching call for the previous cohort yesterday. So this is very fresh in my memory. And one woman said one of her biggest takeaways from the course was understanding, realizing, encountering the belief system inside mm. that the best sex of her life was behind her. And mm. this was not a 50 year old woman. This was a woman in her early 30s. And she's like, that's been cock blocking me (laughs) right (laughs) pussy blocking me and I didn't realize that I was thinking that you know that for her was so powerful to see like and and, and, you know it ties into ageism it ties into you know maybe you know whatever like it will it, it will have strings attached inside of her psyche and subconscious that are unique to her and her life experiences and you know models and all of that but but it's so when we realize like there's one one conditioned thought pattern belief system that is lodged into the system it's going to be like a handbrake right 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's powerful stuff for sure. Okay. And so what, what is this wonderful thing that you're inviting people? Yeah. Into? I just want to mention that something that is happening in my, in my space, in my container right now, because I mean, Erica has also been a guest in, in, in my eight month long program being me. And that's one of the big things that, that I'm doing, but right now I'm, I've been playing because I've been moving through a big, um, a separation, a breakup. And with that was this idea birthed or not just an idea, you know, when they come out they're just like a baby just ah, wanting to come out through you and it's um a process of moving through any kind of heartbreak whether Mm -hmm. that's a breakup or a loss of someone or you know whatever it is with an open heart you know because we tend to just close down around our heartbreaks and just contract around them and kind of survive through them and just hope Mm -hmm. that if we hide under the blanket for long enough it will just pass yeah while a heartbreak is such a potent catalyst for growth, for expansion, for you to uh, meet with parts of yourself and emotions that you haven't done. And even if you're not moving through a heartbreak right now, just like moving through the steps of kind of meeting with uncomfortableness mm. so that you can move through more of life that way instead of just closing down. So I'm actually right now creating as we're or we're talking, creating this course, and it's it won't be very long, but very impactful. And I want to try it out on some people for free. So if anyone is interested, maybe we can drop a little link for them to come in and just test it out sure. and give me some feedback on it. Yeah, yeah. Who wants to be a heart open guinea pig? exactly yeah that sounds amazing and um yeah open hearts definitely um is the way to live life even through discomfort even through pain so i love that you're doing that and that you're drawing that inspiration from your own life which is oftentimes how it goes right when we oh yeah line of work it's all me search all research is me search and that turns into (laughs) our offerings and what we teach the world so exactly and I'm so much looking forward to meeting your peeps in Slut Academy. And if you're listening to this and wondering, like, is this the real deal? And is it what's going to be? I can totally vouch for and recommend Erica's work because it's so beautiful and transformative. And um, if you decide to join Slut Academy, I look forward to see you in there. Yay. Yeah. Come play sluts. Beautiful. Uh, Yes. We'll drop links below in the show notes uh, of how you can connect with Ava, website, Instagram, this free offering, um, anything else that she wants to share. Definitely check her out. Her work is amazing. As you can tell, Uh, she's the real deal. She's um, done the work herself. She continues to do so. And uh, her work is an extension of her own transformation and life. It's been an absolute joy having this conversation with you. Thank you for taking the time. And, Yay. Um, Thank you for having me. It's, yeah. it's been such a pleasure. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, my friend, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you learned something new today or that I reminded you of something you already knew or do and that you feel inspired and encouraged to prioritize sex, pleasure, and orgasms in your busy life. If you love this podcast, please share it with your friends and give it a rating or review so this important message can reach more people on this planet. Thank you so much for being here. See you next time.